One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the H&J Daily. You'll notice there's no Paul Hawksby. I'm Max. I hope that's okay with everyone. I've only just noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I was that on it today. (laughs) I had a lovely time, Andy. Yes. You're a great pleasure to work with and a fine man. Marv, it's not true, but thank you very much for saying it anyway. And, uh, yes, we had a bit of fun. We had a chat. Loris Delalio popped in. And he did, yeah. A bit of a chat about rugby, but also some other things. He was on good form. He was on good form, wasn't he? And we spoke to a footballer who's become a mortgage advisor. He's still mm. a footballer, but he's doing it in his part-time. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all yeah, we're doing? That's it. All right, well, that's you enough, ended up it? with a new mortgage, so it's good for you. <laughs> Absolutely right. We discovered uh, that, that Andy is mortgage-free. Well, what, look at that! He can just wander the streets of London with gay abandon, throwing money at anyone he sees. Oh, to have that freedom to not be shackled down. Anyway. Good afternoon. Everybody, good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon. Uh, and he said, Paul, but good afternoon, Max. Uh, you know, I've definitely been called worse. <laughs> exactly. Well, I start with the fact that uh, Liverpool boss Jürgen Klopp, we're going to talk about this book later, but in a new book, he said that he's improved his English by listening to talk sport. And he said, I saw d- different dialects, Scottish for sure, he said, uh, half, <laughs> half an hour on the, the way truth. into training. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when he arrived in, <laughs> at um, the training ground, did he sort of go, man, and... <laughs> so, do you think of it, he'll get in early, so, yeah. so half of it will be Brazil. And training be listening to us on the way home because okay. that's why work, Jürgen walks around going what's the point <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm very cynical yeah. and do you think he switched off by four or do you think he has a bit of the bit of the goffy because we haven't heard him drop his H's yet it's not Jordan Anderson is it not yet <laughs> not yet no <laughs> it's a good thought anyway to last night's game yes. and a uh, fine win for Chelsea I thought uh, of course I completely missed the best game of the night I was going to say I was going to say when you say to yesterday's football no one else is beginning with Chelsea I know they? it's quite it, it, the thing was I, I checked I love the goal show yeah me BT, too so I, I switched over and I thought um Oh, I saw Liverpool well in charge of that game, so I didn't even think about it. I'm going to turn back at the end to catch all the goals. I couldn't believe it. it was such an exciting game. But I, I, I have to obviously watch my team, and I thought they, they did pretty well. Although they keep giving away goals from set plays. I think that's the seventh or eighth this season. And Frank Lampard's got this theory that if you, the way VAR is, if the, if you touch tight, you know, man for mark, man for man marking, yeah. you're going to give away penalties. Right. So, if you, so the key is to not mark anyone at all. <laughs> yes. So it's zonal, but in the 
other way, isn't it? Be as far away. <laughs> Who's your man? And make sure there's a, a five-yard yeah. <laughs> force field night. between them. I worked it out last night that if you're going to give the opposition a free header from two yards out, like Firmino and the guy last night, mm. you might as well commit a penalty. You might as well concede a penalty. At least Kepper might save it. It's a very good <laughs> you point. You know, it's a point, isn't it? I, I'm just thinking, I mean, he knows. He's, I, and I must say, I've been impressed with the way he handles the players. I mean, he was asked about Ross Barkley publicly and he sort of backed him. And then, of course, what he did was left him out completely last night to send him a message. And that is the way to manage people, I think, at football level. You, publicly, you support them, mm. but privately, you, you let kill them. them. That's well, what Andy's you, like in the office. I am. As well. Um, uh, how, how was Reese James? How did he play? Oh, very well. Yeah, yeah he's terrific. He's, he's really good prospect. Got it. Yeah, oh, he's a very good prospect. And uh, Hudson Adoy really affected the game when he came on. And uh, at one point, though, Martin Keown, Zuma, and Tamori became Zamora. I thought that was really good. <laughs> is that what? Is that what? Is that what would happen? If they, if they, they could they clone the two. They would make the next Bobby Zamora. It's good. Why not? Willian's volley was was good, but I, mm. one that bounces into the ground before it hits the net. It's not that it shouldn't count, but it just takes the edge off a off a perfect. Yeah, volley, I don't think he did that. He didn't try it. Any no, I don't think he did. It was, no. it was nice technique though, and uh, yeah, I think they deserved it. But the next couple of games against Ajax are going to be difficult. They they really. We'll talk about Ajax with our Dutch correspondent later. They certainly made a very good start. Yes, so, and Dusan Tadic is a different order of players. Isn't he? Different he's, gravy. He's a different gravy, <laughs> Brian. That's what he is. Let me tell you. Uh, no, no. The, the, just you know that idea that when a player leaves the Premier League, you sort of decide well that they can't be any good at football anymore. I mean, Serge Gnabry is obviously an example yes. of the, the fact that you are capable of still playing even if you leave <laughs> these wonderful shores, right? And, and mm. Tadic is another player, isn't he? Where he was quite good at Southampton, but I never really thought of him as a as you know a hero of football. And suddenly, like he's playing superbly I think he set up one of the goals brilliantly uh, last night who are you texting Andy no I'm not I'm just trying to sorry Matt I was listening but I'm just trying to get uh, a notice on my phone ah. about a charity game oh I see that's oh, coming up on the it's, weekend it's show related you weren't just oh was no no not in the middle of my <laughs> Dusan Tadic comparison you didn't zone this is, out this is the, uh, Neil Humphreys I mean I do get a lot of requests like this and okay. it's not always possible to do it but Neil Humphreys has contacted me and said they're doing fundraising for a young boy called Tony Hutch who's, who's, his story is very sad and they're trying to raise money for his uh, medical treatment and they're having a charity game on Sunday at Barlow's Park in Tadley in Hampshire but the thing that attracted me obviously in a vanity sort of way is the teams are going to be called Jacobs United and Hawksby Rovers oh really yes so oh, there you go. So if it? you want to see a game between Jacobs United and Hawksby Rovers, are you playing? Uh, no, I'm not. I Why not? Well, because I'm not very. I'm, I'm a bit old and I'm not very good. <laughs> that'd be that'd be two reasons. But, but you uh, could play. You know, I only play. Have, one, only play once a year. As long as you have, you know, one. What sport is it? Football is this? Yeah, football. Okay, well, you, well, as long as you put you next to a, a, a centre-back who could cover you, you know, a sort of Des Walker type, <laughs> then you you know, you, all listeners to this show will know how much yeah. knowledge you have of the game. So you could do a great job there. <laughs> anyway, it didn't say what time it was, I don't okay. think. Anyway, it's Sunday in, in Hampshire and... As I say, Tadley. So uh, the home of Barlow Barlow's Park, which is the home of Tadley FC, I believe. So there um, you go. Okay. Well, look, we are going to talk about the AZ Hopemar pitch and how bad it oh, is. Yeah. And we asked, what is the worst? 
pitch you've ever played on. Dan says, playing an under-14 game on a pitch that had such a slant, the ball would not remain still for kick-off. Goal kicks all corners without creating a divot first. So the old Barnet or Yeovil. <laughs> we'll take more of them, 889, mm. on the texter. Flint in Cambridge says, when I was mm. at Colney Heath Junior School in the 60s, the pitch was at the bottom of a large sloping field, and on a bad day you could push the ball below the surface on the centre spot. Isn't that tremendous? It is. I uh, t- Listening to that match on David Brady and uh, playing in Kobe, there's a piece by Johnny Fordham in his column about a meal that the uh, English players went out to try. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically intestines in this uh, particular... It was a Kobe restaurant specialising in intestines. And uh, they said... Mauro Toji asked, do you have anything else? And the bloke said, no, just intestines. <laughs> it reminds me of... I was in Kyoto... Right. I'm staying in a... Do you know those... Uh, what are they called? Uh, presumably there can. No, two sizes of intestine you can get. You can either get a small or a large, <laughs> I presume. <laughs> anyway, we're staying in this place that's where you sleep on the floor and it's all tatami mats mm-hmm. and traditional... I can't remember the name. I have to look it up. People are screaming the name of the radio, know anything about Japan. But anyway, and they serve you this ceremonial meal. Right. And it was basically like the Bush Tucker trial. Okay. In, yeah, <laughs> which is what it sounds. Of course, my wife ate all of it and mine because I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to insult them by leaving it. So you, kept, I couldn't you, eat it. you passed every testicle it, to, every, to Mrs. Jacobs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you pardon the expression. <laughs> oh, that is true love, isn't it? It certainly is. And she gratefully received them, as they say. <laughs> I think we'll move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. You're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport. Alistair in Hartford and he's been in touch to say oh, we yeah. used to play at Watton Prison near Nottingham and all the inmates were allowed to watch but they stood all the way along the touchline and if the ball went off they wouldn't move out of the way they had a few words to say so you had to run to the corner flag each time to retrieve the ball even if it went oh, for goodness sake, even to avoid the line of convicts even if it went over the halfway line <laughs> the warden didn't they say anything oh I suppose it's difficult all right, who, knows? who knows who knows yeah, worst pitches you've ever played on please on the uh, this is uh, AZ Alkmaar's pitch the Astro that United Manchester United are playing on uh, later mm. uh, commentary on talks Sport 2, 5 to 6. Uh, that's an interesting story. Uh, Coventry City striker Matt Godden uh, is uh, training to become a mortgage advisor as well as playing uh, for the Sky Blues. Let's talk to him now. Matt, how are you doing? How you doing, boys? How you doing? Yeah, yeah good, good, thank you. Were, were you finding football too boring so you wanted some excitement <laughs> in your life? Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say that because it's took some it took some hard work to be where, uh, where I've got to today. So, no, it's, uh, it's been some, a few, few hours putting in after training, but... Um, I'm fully qualified now, so it gives me something to fall back on once football's done. Yeah, it's a very good idea, isn't it? And I think the PFA are keen on this, aren't they? Especially at a sort of a lower level below the Premier League, you know, where it's important, isn't it, to have a, a trade or something that you could fall back on? Yeah, I think, I think it's massive. I've always have, have said it's massive. And um, when, when people ask me um, what, what, what they think that the PFA can do more, I, d- I don't think the PFA can do much more. The, the PFA are brilliant with the with the, um, the lower league sides and and the support there from them. Then if, if the boys want it, um, Matt, we, we have this image right of, of footballers, which is they go to training and then they just go home and play FIFA all day. Are you an exception to the rule, or or are there lots of your teammates doing various things that we just have no idea about? No, yeah. I, 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 I try and say to the boys that it's it's obviously so important to what, what we do after training. Obviously, it's all well and good going back and and getting your rest in and 
and, and playing the PlayStation or whatever you do in your social life, which is, which is fine. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I don't mind playing the PlayStation with the boys, but I think you've got to, you've got to balance that with looking at the bigger picture as well. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of boys that, that can be quite naive to the fact that um, touch wood, no, nothing happens to anyone that I've played with or, or I'm playing with, but it only takes one bad tackle for you to, to be out of a job the, the next day or the next week. And, and, and then you're in the big, uh, the, the, the big world, if you know what I mean. So, and players at League One and League Two level will definitely have mortgages. So I presume that actually it's a reasonable market for you. I mean, you obviously can want to appeal to other people, but presumably you're also sort of advising footballers as well. Yeah, that, that's the main reason why. That's the main reason why I've done it. I, I, I looked into um, what I can do. Obviously, I, I want to try and stay in football if I can, but not down the coaching route. That's never been something that has has appealed to me as, as such but I, I want to stay in football in some aspects and, and going down this sort of route and helping and advising footballers on their mortgages and then I've probably I've just been speaking to one of the lads actually today and um, in, within a couple of years I'll probably take um, some more exams to become uh, a fully qualified financial advisor and then um, like all the pensions and and the boring stuff, I'll be able to advise on that as well. Do you think part of it is just looking at your career, you spent quite a lot of time uh, in non-league. You started at Scunthorpe, but then went into non-league for, for a few years. Uh, did that influence your decision partly as well? I think so, yeah, because um, you, you obviously I've got a lot more time. I was I was fortunate at Edgefleet at the time. They were a club that, um, that they'd just gone kind of full-time. We was three mornings a week, so it enabled the lads that were we're transferring over to the part-time game to, to still be able to work. Um, but I, I actually was uh, was doing a bit of jobs for a film directors at the time, and because I was trying to do something that I, I just needed something, and I had nothing. I had, I had no background. I'd gone straight into football from uh, from school at Scunthorpe, and I, I had nothing to fall back on. So I, someone gave me the opportunity within the family to work in a funeral directors, and I, 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 I had to take it. Um, and obviously, I didn't want that situation again once I finished um, full-time. Um, how's this season going for you? Obviously, so much of commentary and the, the, what we hear about is where you're playing your football, but you're actually doing pretty well in the yeah, fourth in the table. Yeah, we, we're, the, boy, the boys are flying. We're doing, we're doing really well. We're, we're unbeaten. And um, yeah, obviously, the club gets a lot of publicity for, for us playing at St Andrews, but... Um, us as players, we're enjoying it. Obviously, the pitch is immaculate, and the way the gaffer and, and AD want, want us to play, it's, um, it suits us massively. We, we, we get the ball down and, and we play some good stuff. And um, yeah, so playing at St Andrews is helping us at the moment. Um, and I'm on an interest only. Should I stick with that or should I go to a repayment? Mortgage. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how much money you boys are earning in that studio, do I? <laughs> Max is happy to tell you. <laughs> yeah. What's your show, Ray? Right, <laughs> uh, well, it's a it's a great story, Matt, and it's it's uh, you know a lot, I think uh, hopefully a lot of your younger teammates listen to you because you're absolutely right. You know, it can be a very short career, and you don't know exactly where it's going to finish. But you know, I presume you're going to keep playing for as long as you can, and, and certainly try and get Coventry to the Championship this season. Yeah, that, that's it. Obviously, my main my, my main aim is, is is football, and always has been. I, I, I love it. I don't I don't want to retire for a, a long while yet. But I've also got to look at um, the time when when the time does come that I've got to hang the boots up in in hopefully uh, a long while yet. But um, 
I've got something to fall back on. Uh, thanks for your time, Matt. Appreciate it. Lovely. Cheers, boys. Uh, Matt Gordon there, Coventry City striker uh, and uh, a fully qualified mortgage advisor. Very good. Uh, are you mortgage-free, Andy? Or are you having... I am, actually. Oh, yes. well, look at you. <laughs> yeah. It's all right for some, isn't it? It's only 20 years here. <laughs> Here's Jason in Slough. who said, uh, we turned up for a game in Slough only to find out that the nets had been stolen. Our sponsor, who was also our centre-back, had a brainwave to get some tarpaulin from his van. So he had blue nets that did the job, apart from when the wind picked up, the pegs would fly out of the ground and miss the keeper by inches. Uh, sure enough, for the rest of the game, I was playing sweeper-keeper well away from flying metal pegs. What about this other one, though, from Stephen Aberdeen? I think it's rather good. It's not football, but he says... Uh, yeah, that one? He said, I played a junior county match on a golf course in Perth and hit an approach shot to a bunker. Uh, in the bunker was a burnt-out car. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find anything in the RNA rule book to cover this. <laughs> Is it free drop? Free drop. Free drop from the, from the burnt-out fiesta. <laughs> uh, this is Hawksby Jacobs on TalkSport partnership with Green King for atmosphere you can't get at home at your local Green King to watch the biggest Premier League season yet your home of pub sport we'll talk to Lawrence Delalio next the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today that's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
Good afternoon. You are listening to Hawksman Jacobs on Talksport. Max Rushton in for Paul today. Very pleased to say, joining us in the studio, England's legend Lawrence Delalio is here. Lawrence, nice to see you. How are you doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. Or konnichiwa, as I better get used to saying. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're on your way. To, uh, I'm, heading, I'm heading out uh, for the quarterfinals, semis and final, which is... Uh, very, very exciting, and, and let's hope that England are there to, to join me. Do you think they will be? Uh, well, I think we find out about England in this World Cup. You know, we, there was a magnificent couple of games over the last weekend, wasn't there? Japan beating Ireland um, and Wales performing heroically, particularly in the well, both halves against Australia. And England have sort of just done what they've had to do in this tournament so far. They've, they've beaten uh, Tonga, they've beaten the USA, but the, the competition starts to really ramp up and. Uh, so the Argentinian captain said we're going to bring war on England. Um, <laughs> so he was trying to obviously stir <laughs> stir things up, saying that we play boring rugby. So uh, well, we'll find out. But do we play yeah. boring? Do we play uh, boring no, rugby? Well, so far, we play winning rugby, yeah. don't we? And uh, I think that's the uh, that's the key. And I think what what we know is that the uh, the World Cup now for England starts to to, to pick up intensity and, and levels, and England will have to produce, you know. Not quite their best, but something close to it to uh, to see off Argentina. Then they go to then they play France, and then so I think mm. we'll know a lot more about you know England's chances uh, after this game this Saturday. We were talking about you know the England football squad's just been announced and how difficult it is to play a certain type of football against sort of minnows when you're qualifying, and mm. then to play someone yeah, good. Is it the same? You know, for these players now, they've had a few easy games. How difficult is it to turn up? And it'd be much more difficult. I think it's a mindset. What, what you have to realise when you're a top-tier team and you're England is everyone saves their best game for you. So regardless of what you say about Tonga, they played their best against England and the USA put their best against England. And when you see what's happened to, say, Ireland against Japan and mm. even Ireland today against um, uh, Russia, uh, France yesterday playing the USA, it kind of puts England's early performances into perspective they've done quite well they've, they've got maximum points 10 and 10 out of 10 no injuries but now we start to see i would like to see england step up another level and i'm sure they will one thing you will find when you go there is a rugby boom in japan apparently mm. they've gone absolutely mad for the sport very interesting piece from owen slot saying but can they capitalize on it because we we had the same thing after the olympics here you know people everybody thought people would take up dressage and yeah. things like that but they didn't well speak for you know, yourself yeah. well, you <laughs> i know. arrived on a horse <laughs> 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 you know, you he know. was sashaying back and forth in the studio <laughs> weren't you? you know what i went to see the show jumping uh, in uh, well, greenwich go. village it was um, uh, unbelievable unbelievable yeah. gold medal but i think the, the key is yes it is going bananas in, in, in Japan I mean you know they've they've hosted this World Cup in the most spectacular way as we knew that they would almost in a sort of polite way you know we, you want them to push more of the Japanese culture forward because they've been brilliant mm. and their team have really come to the party I mean they could conceivably make the quarterfinals and I think the key to what the, the answering your question is well how easy is it to signpost people post-World Cup to go and join a rugby club in Japan? Mm. I, I can't answer that question, but you'd like to think that they'll they'll capitalise on that. Yeah, they're, they're talking about having it in schools and things like that, which they don't have at the moment. Yeah, so. agreed. I mean, what I would say for, for rugby is, is that the entry level is quite complex. You know, if you want to coach 15-a-side rugby in Japan or even in this country, it's pretty tough. You know, you've got to be qualified. There's a lot of technicalities. It's There's a lot of laws. So... You know what we need is a sort of 2020 version of rugby, um, which is innovation, and I genuinely believe that there is only 15s and there is sevens, which brings us neatly onto this thing called Rugby X, which we're mm. we're launching uh, Tuesday the 29th of no of October, which is the week of the World Cup final, and that is five-a-side 
rugby played by the best international sevens teams in the world. It's going to be played at the O2 during half term on a half size pitch. And for me, it's is it contact. Of, it's full contact. Really? But uh, yeah, and it and it. But conceivably, when you watch it, you want to see the best sevens players going at it. You know, the Barbarians, the USA, England, Fiji, whoever it might be. But uh, equally, when when you pair that back to a school, you can conceivably see five a side rugby sure. taking off. In a, in a touch format for boys and girls all around the country because I think it's a really important moment for rugby. Every sport has to innovate, has to change. If you'd have told me, guys, you know, 15, 20 years ago that T20 cricket would be bigger than test cricket mm. and we'd be launching a 100-ball game, you know, looks like a good pyjama party. That, they? <laughs> yeah. they got their kits out, they like them, they look fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you'd have told me the short format was going to be bigger than test cricket, we'd have probably all laughed. So, mm. uh, you know, I genuinely believe this five-a-side rugby format is going to kick off, you know, this year with Rugby X at the O2. And it, who knows, it could be, for, for, for young kids coming into the game, uh, a really good entry because, it, you know, when you watch rugby, sometimes you think, whoa, is that for me? Yeah. What's uh, going on in there is my, yeah. my first thought. Well, well, yeah, or I don't really understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you're playing a game like Rugby X, which is five a side, there's only really a few laws, no line outs, no kicking, tries here and there. It's fantastic. It's going to be a very simplified, condensed version of the game. And I call it rock and roll rugby because it's going to be indoors at the O2. There'll be a load of music, a load of entertainment right, okay. in between. You know, it's kind of uh, where entertainment meets rugby. Um, and I think it's great for the kids. Um, and it's all happening on one day. So will, really will, exciting. You know, will the old suits be sort of disappointing? You know, there is this constant balance for all these sports, aren't there? Yeah. You know, cricket as well. You know, the, the MCC sort of versus... Mm. 2020 you know are there well if you look at the if you look at the average age of people that, that watch rugby yeah it's over 55 mm. <laughs> and the game is not sustainable because you know those people are not going to continue to watch it or, or, or live so uh, <laughs> so what we need to do is attract the younger audience and 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 I think rugby X is about doing that it's about you know making it cool a bit more rock and roll a bit more easy to understand and if I'm a coach at a school I can get 10 of you together I haven't got a rugby pitch but I've got a small sort of tennis court sized grass space and we can play we can play rugby X. It is interesting though. I got contacted by a listener who's involved with Cambridge Rugby Club, and she's organised. She organises days for people to come try rugby, mm. and she. And this is for girls. And she said, we've already got 50 people turning up to training every week. Yep. I said, you know, look, I had kids that played rugby and I was always a bit worried. And she said, no, no, we, we, we sort of stress the emphasis on avoiding contact and it's more about handling. And so it's very interesting. So there's definitely a lot of interest in rugby from yeah. young people. Yeah, there is. And listen, the, the, uh, the values and the rugby is not 100% perfect. We know that. But the values of the sport in terms of respect, teamwork, mm. you know, shaking each other's hand. I mean, I, I run a charity called Rugby Works. We work with pupil referral units all around the country. We're in 27 of them in London. I work with kids who have never played rugby in their life. Mm. We go in there with a rugby ball. They go, what's that? <laughs> and then we've got a small tennis court-sized pitch and we play five-a-side rugby. And, and, and they love it. And they, they love you know, it. And they, they really, really enjoy it. So. Some, of the, some of the laws in here. So kicking is allowed up to a maximum height of 10 metres to be monitored by sportable ball tracking bit, technology. That is a bit like five-a-side, isn't it? When yeah, you yeah, no, yeah, so basically, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, a little, there's a little um, tracker in the ball, and if you kick it above 10 metres, it goes, you know... Could, I mean, looking at the... That's I, good. What's the name of the South African number four? Because, I mean, that would be head height for him. He's a, <laughs> he is about 10 metres tall, isn't he? And, and drawn matches settled by a one-on-one... A, a -on -one. 
Yeah, fantastic. So, I mean, if you remember jousting in the good old days. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, Back Ivan, to your horse. I, Ivanhoe, yeah. Lancelot, yeah. all that. So, uh, yeah, 1v1, one attacker v1 defender. Lights off, put the light on the attacker, light on the defender in that 30 metre space and one's got to beat the other through great footwork, great speed, whatever it might be. And that settled, a bit like a rugby's version of a penalty shootout. But uh, so it's quite a skill for the person with the spotlight as well. Well, absolutely, yeah. Especially if they're tracking one of those Fijian guys running around. But uh, <laughs> it's, you know, you could get absolutely rinsed one-on-one by, by a guy with foot, you know, incredible footwork or equally you could see one player, you know, tackle another. I think it's fantastic. So hang on, so hang on. So it's, it's a, the game is drawn, right? Yeah. So, and then, so six tries each. Okay, and I'm playing you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'll go away so you're attacking, you're attacking. <laughs> I'm defending that. My left knee is dodgy, by the way, Lawrence. So I've got to try and run past you. You tackle me, obviously. You probably wouldn't tell me that. Okay. Yeah. And then what happens? And then you get the ball and run at me? No, no. If you don't score, we win. Um, so I don't know whether they flip a coin. Oh, okay. They flip, flip a coin. And, so, and, it and you can choose to so you say, attack right, or defend. You call heads. You go, right, I'll defend oh. or I'll attack. But it's very exciting. Mean, it just brings yeah. that extra level of excitement. You know, we, we've seen a super over. We've seen yeah. extra time. Uh, a 1v1. I mean, it's quite interesting because when we were training for the Rugby World Cup in 2003, at the end of a, of a training session, which lasted about two and a half hours or whatever it was, we would, we would have a five-minute session of 1v1. Wow. And we'd all stand around the pitch and the defence coach would be barking orders, Phil Larder. And it's one of those things, you, you really don't want to get beaten by one of your mates in front of all the rest of your mates because it's, um, it's a bit embarrassing, really. So... Oh, yeah. uh, I think that adds another level of excitement to Rugby X. So, uh, you know, listen, if, if you can't get out to Japan, and I, I appreciate that people won't be able to, week of the World Cup final, 29th of October, it's also half term, get down to the O2, rugbyx.com. It does really sound fun. Sorry, I was just going to say, uh, a 10-minute game, this is, is well thought out. Is it going to be TV coverage? Cause I think yeah, it's, it's, on, it's, on well, ITV, well, yeah. it's on ITV4, so the Rugby World Cup's being covered on, on, on ITV exclusively, and ITV4 have taken the, the coverage of Rugby X. And we've got the best short version players in the world playing. So the best 15-a-side players are over in uh, Japan. And these are the top seven teams from all over the world. Men's and women's are going to be playing in London the week of the Rugby World Cup final. That sounds great. Lawrence, thanks so much for coming you. in. Uh, you're off to do the uh, the Ruck, the rugby po- podcast with the Times right now. Yeah, looking forward to speaking to Owen Slot, Stephen Jones. They're over there with England. Obviously, the latest on England's team picked a really strong side. Good to see Mako Vanapola, Jack Knoll back on the bench, Henry Slade back on the bench. So I think England have gone full bore for the war against Argentina. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Good afternoon. You are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talksport. Max Rushton and Andy Jacobs. He's just working the room. He's just come back in after uh, uh, just uh, uh, just getting uh, close and personal with management. Uh, tell him how <laughs> wonderful the show's been. And uh, now, now in the in the news and sport break, Andy and I both. Uh, happened to go to the bathroom at the same time. The gents. Uh, the gent. We, we did go to the gents, yeah, it was the right choice. It's, it's for both still of us. not gender neutral here. No, they're not. Um, and uh, I, as I was washing my hands, I looked to my left and Andy had a <laughs> had some tweezers <laughs> and he was pulling out some some hair from his ears. An extraneous one, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and it's interesting, <laughs> I, I commented on it because I'm now of an age where I'd need to trim my nose hair and, and my wife likes to sort of pull her hair out of my ear sometimes when it's getting too long. But I, That's bringing, good. <laughs> bringing tweezers to work is the next step. And you were, you were saying it's because the mirrors here are so great. 
the mirror the thing is the mirrors in the lift and yeah. in the uh, toilet are so beautifully lit right that things show up that they don't at home i don't know what it is with my mirrors at home i look at the mirror and it looks oh nothing i look fine yeah great i get here i look like sort of you know king kong or something <laughs> do, you, do you think you're do you think you're clean shaven at home and you come you've got a full beard yeah so, you, you, so so i thought well I got fed up with looking at myself in the mirror as I was washing my hands and thinking, oh, well, I can see one there. That's not good. Or one's coming out. You know, you know what it's like. We all get stuff for that. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then go home and I couldn't see it. So I thought, I know what I'll do. Right. I'll bring my tweezers in. Which is fine if I'm in the loo and nobody comes in. But not in the lift. Or, well, it's fine in the lift. The thing is, if it, if it stops and somebody gets in, you, you are in trouble. You, you, that is like and someone, lift B doesn't have a mirror, does which is a bit not, of a problem. But you cannot. It's like cutting your toenails or fingernails on, well, the, on a train quite. carriage. You can't it's pull out your body hair in the lift. Well, we share this with some reputable institutions. Well, well, you know, what, will, what will the editor of the Times think well, when he walks out and you're plucking a nasal? Is it just the ear hair or is it nose oh, no, hair just, as well? Just the oh, ear. Just the ear hair. Yeah, okay, so I'm sorry to anyone who's been in the lift. Anyone who's had lunch. Um, all right, so what have you got, Andy? Um, well, uh, what have I got? Mm. It's the birthday today of two people I've met once. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've done that. I met Lena Headey, who went on to great fame in Games of Thrones. Right. A friend of mine was friendly with her and he said, oh, I know this young girl, do you want to have a come and have a coffee? That was about, oh, got to be like 30 that years ago. incredibly suspicious uh, to no, me. It, it does really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag me too, <laughs> not really. And, uh, and then Zaina Badawi, the former... Oh, woman, yeah? I think she's a, no, still a BBC newsreader. Okay. I met her at a party once. Excellent. I thought, that's a coincidence. Two people I've only met once. Happy right. birthday to both of them. They're probably delighted they never met me again. By <laughs> <laughs> the way, you sold that story. <laughs> it's a bit of a tenuous connection. It is, it, it is. Uh, this is in the eye paper today. Uh, scientists are working to breed is sheep. It a paper? I thought it was only a... No, not, not, not your birthday thing. <laughs> Find it in the eye paper. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you can get it in oh. paper form. Mm, right. um, uh, scientists are working to breed sheep. Uh, which pr- produce fewer greenhouse gas emissions in order to reduce their envi- impact on the environment. Hmm. The grass to gash and gas. <laughs> Sorry, nearly. <laughs> I do apologise. I wanted to get on tomorrow's show, and that was the only way it was going to happen. That's a disaster. Uh, <laughs> Go on, move on. The, quick yes, anyway, anyone notice. The idea is they're breeding sheep that fart less. Ooh. I thought I would bring. That was the whole point of the. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's, that could work for many well, I think that's people as well, well as... it would work for cows as well, <laughs> really. Cows are the problems. big problem. I heard if we all stopped eating beef, uh, with apologies to beef farmers, mm. uh, then climate change would be totally solved. Would it? Apparently. I mean, mm. no, that could be absolute nonsense. Uh, I, I heard it once. Like it. I like a bit of steak. Now, it's the 50th anniversary of uh, the Sergeant Pepper's album. And, oh, right, uh, OK. Son did a very... Not Sergeant Pepper. Abbey Road. Uh, I know you'll see why I said that. Abbey Road. And uh, the the son went along to Abbey Road, the, the famous level crossing. Mm-hmm. Level, not a level crossing, zebra crossing. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> it's, a, it's a riskier album shot, isn't it, on a level crossing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ringo's gone. Anyway. <laughs> zebra crossing. Okay. I'll get there in the end. <laughs> no point by the time I get there. But honestly, so they show various people doing this thing, which of course tourists yeah, love to come course, to London yeah, yeah, and do yeah. that. But one bloke, uh, what was his name? Michael Chippy K, 72, mm-hmm. travelled down, <laughs> came down from Huddersfield, uh, dressed in his Sergeant Pepper's outfit. And you think, 
Well, that's ridiculous, man. It's not even the right album. What's the point? <laughs> anyway, he was delighted to be um, there. Do you want to learn about Wayne Rooney's uh, planning permission? Uh, this is a Daily Mirror. <laughs> Ruar. Uh, Neighbours fear Wayne plans to be a farmer at his that's new very home. Unlikely, I'd Wayne say. Rooney is facing tough opposition over plans to build a huge shed for a tractor and hay bales at his new £20 million mansion. Really? Yeah. He wants to... Uh, he's, uh, neighbours have objected to the scale of the development. The local parish council said it was concerned about the 20-foot tall shed's impact on the Greenbelt land near Nutsford in Cheshire. Uh, the uh, application was withdrawn, but it has been resubmitted in February. Oh Interesting there. The main house has an orangery, a bar, a snooker room, cinema, wine cellar, indoor swimming pool. Uh, not enough, though, for Wayne Rooney, who wants to, a shed mm. that he can put his tractor in. Oh, well, we'll see, what, we'll see how that develops. Tractor to Derby Cameron's risky talking about, you know, Derby players <laughs> driving, <laughs> isn't it? But I'm only a tractor. Not in tractors. Slightly <laughs> slower. <laughs> the, the thing is, some people like driving. You know, Wayne might like the idea of driving a tractor. He may not necessarily want to be a farmer. He might just like a tractor for That's getting around true. the, the property. That's true. I mean, I drove a tank once. Did you? Uh, yeah. I, I, me and Barry's show was sponsored by the army for a bit. It was slightly odd, curious tie in. Um, Neil Warnock's got a tractor, the producer tells me very alertly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, like they put me in a tank and then I, they, they were filming it. And, and you know, it was a sort of sponsorship deal, so I had to be enthusiastic. <laughs> You'll do anything for the sponsorship. But I didn't enjoy it. Remember, I, I, I had to fire the. Like, no, no, but this was the problem. Was I got out it of the tank. Gaviscon, was it wasn't Gaviscon, was it? It wasn't. No, let me tell you, soon in under two minutes and lasts up to four hours. But. Was that a tank show? I got out of a tank. <laughs> yes. And it, Actually, it was very uncomfortable, and it was really cumbersome to drive. It was, mm. it was quite. It wasn't very interesting at all. Might be think you drive a tank can be exciting, but it was mm. really quite tedious. So when I got out of the tank and they were filming me, going, "How excited were you?" I was not <laughs> excited at all. I'm a terrible actor. So but I did said, you, not really. Did you sort of uh, sort of let off any shells? I did let off a shell. Not you know, not not in the sort of a gaseous <laughs> sheep <laughs> version. I did, and it was. <laughs> Good, good stitch back. <laughs> Just bringing it back to sheep. That's the idea of this Rolling radio station, sport. isn't it? I did, and I didn't enjoy it. It's too easy uh, to fire a tank okay. gun. I tell you what is interesting though the mm -hmm. social media and how rumours can swell. Christian Eriksen has been forced to deny rumours that are going around. Yep. I won't repeat them. They're fairly ludicrous. But it's social media for you. I, eat, I can't tell you the number of people saying, well, what about that? Christian Eriksen, blah, blah, blah. Even I went to the butchers to buy some sausages yesterday. <laughs> the butcher, first thing he says to me, oh, what about that Christian Eriksen? I went, it's absolutely not true. It's just social media. I mean, anybody, I said, if anybody can do that, I can go on and do some terrible rumour about Max Rushton. And people might believe it. They might, but they wouldn't be remotely interested. That's the only <laughs> well, difference, isn't it? How true. when you go into your local butchers, does he come up with the you know the top sporting news of the day? Is that relationship well, they, you think, have with your butcher? Yes, I mean they they know who I am. Okay, you know, so I mean, do I you always get the same? Do you just say the usual, and you get the same? Well, or I, do you do you mix up your meat no. purchases? <laughs> Well, I, I do. And uh, one of the, the butchers there is a Chelsea fan, which is oh, great. Okay. So he always looks after me. And, Hello uh, to Terry's Butchers in, in uh, South West London. <laughs> Mark says, hi, Max, you've made a common mistake thinking that emissions from sheep and cows... Is that your butchers? Terry's. Emissions from sheep... That's who you were driving the tank for. This is Terry's Butchers <laughs> ad on the side. <laughs> this is, um, this is uh, important. Yeah. I have made the common mistake thinking that emissions from sheep and cows are... Farts. They're in fact from the mouth in the form of belches. Oh, really? Yeah, there we are. 
Well, what about giving them Gaviscon? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good idea. Have you seen, the, you seen, have you seen Jason Donovan has uh, put out a fire in his underpants? Mm. You have seen this story. Oh, it's a wonderful story. And what's... A, he's a terrific bloke, Jason Donovan. Mm. It's the second really good thing he's done this year. <laughs> but I, the first Joseph? No, and now this... No. He was, he, he was... There was somebody... Basically, a woman sprawled on the pavement and he sat and waited with her. So I think she fainted. Oh, what a great guy. And he waited for the paramedics. He's mm. a really decent bloke. But I love the fire brigade spokesman because he was helping the people next door. Mm-hmm. And the fire brigade spokesman said, everybody needs good neighbours. Oh, that oh, is Come good. on. Isn't that it? is brilliant. Would you... Uh, would you run into someone's house ne- uh, in your underpants with a fire extinguisher? Yes, Andy? I think I would. Okay. I, mean, I think if you know if the people next only if the house is on well, fire. I flat, don't recommend so I'd have to do something about it. Wouldn't I? <laughs> don't do it unless the house is on fire. Otherwise, yeah. you may get in trouble. Imagine that. <laughs> I thought it was a fire. <laughs> it's not. It's not your strange fetish, is it? No, oh, really. it's Andy again with a fire yeah, extinguisher. <laughs> extinguisher. That could work. Listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.